We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I believe you know General Scottmanson. Aren't you General Scottmanson? Yes, that's what I mean. Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? Remember The Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was down oh, on yeah. basic glasses. Mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own. And then this one came back, and it was over two weeks. And the other mannequins went come over here for a minute and turned into black. Welcome everybody to Zoning Out. I'm Christopher Feinstein, John Sachs, Frank Bonacci, George Takei here. <laughs> How have you been? And it's Judd. We are here today to discover. No, we're not to discover to discuss the Twilight Zone season two, episode seven, Nick of Time. With an air date of November 18th, 1960, a pair of newlyweds stopping in a small town are trapped by their own superstition when playing a fortune-telling machine at a local diner. Before we get started, just want to say, everyone out there, if you're enjoying the show, leave a review. Tell a friend. Give us a share. That would help us greatly, help more people find us, and we would be forever in your debt. I think. What do we think? Not to bury the lead, it's it's a 10 for me. Easy 10. Yeah, Whoa. I mean. This is one of my favorite episodes of the show. Like I said uh, la- uh, last week, we it, these were like a run of phenomenal episodes. This is what's great about the show is like now I could put a writer to this show. I had, I think Richard Matheson might be my favorite writer of all time the more I go through this show because his stuff really appeals to me. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's uh, fantastic. As soon as I saw the title, I was like, wait, I know this. And I know this because one of you must have shown it to me a bunch of times because I've seen this one a bunch of times and still loved it. Great, great episode. Like it's it's perfect. It says so much with so little time and nothing. This is like when the show uses its lack of resources that it always had because of budget issues. This is when it uses it effectively. It's just two people sitting at a, a booth in a, in a diner. That's it. Yeah. For the majority of the episode. And it's it's riveting from start to finish. When I watch it now, I'm like, how, like you know, it's all the rage to be an atheist these days. They're actually kind of an insufferable group. But then in 1960, I can't believe something so subversive made it onto the airwaves. Just punching the dick to organize religion that has ever been on television at that point. If that's the way you want to interpret it. I didn't take I didn't get religion out of that at all. Well, I don't want to get into this. I don't. It's hot. Please just, just get, get the audience hot. What you, like well, go go in there religiously and not being able to escape that. Is that like what you just the idea how it traps you by if you want to interpret this way fear. it rules with fear. Gotcha. If you want to interpret that way, 
Gotcha. It's so punk rock that they <laughs> hit that with that deniability of what are you talking about? It's a guy talking about right, it's a haunted right, penny right, machine. Right, right. At a but, time when lunch was three dollars. Yeah. Those <laughs> ice coffees though. A dollar thirty? That seems a lot for back then. That's steep. That's pretty steep for back then. Also, I want to know who saw that napkin holder thing, whatever. Because that thing has to exist somewhere. And was like, okay, I know what I'm doing with this. I'm writing some something about this. <laughs> well, Matheson said that he got the the inspiration for this for just going to lunch with his wife. And like when they sat at the diner table, it didn't have the devil head on it, but oh, it was okay, like okay. one of those mystic seer machines just at the table. Uh, and he was like, huh. And it's just interesting. You know. It could be about organized religion or it could be about horoscopes. Did you get strep throat a great deal in your late teen years? Yes, I did. Okay. His eyes are almost spooky. They're so pretty. That would be my ex-boyfriend. The five of swords is next to him. And that means that he is away. Yep. Did you think Cleo wasn't going to see that? Oh, I knew you were. Oh, you go, girl. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Stupid stuff like that. Dumb Smart magic eight ball stuff. That you know, tarot card. that the views of Frank did not necessarily generate the same views as the zoning out cast and the zoning out his views. Even though I'm very it's much a Leo. This is disassociating ourselves from Frank during this conversation. My, none of this might make it. <laughs> I'm going to piss off a uh, lot of people. Episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> so that was episode. <laughs> what did everybody else think of this? Let me <laughs> jump off. This <laughs> I got to get out of this. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay here. What, what else? What else are we going to talk no, about? No, it's interesting. I want to know. <laughs> go at well, religion. Like, how Way more you interesting. Go at religion. <laughs> I didn't go at religion. They did. It's it's very obvious. They. That's what it's going. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Matheson. Oh. Did Uncle teach you really how? Woo! I dress myself in cashmere. <laughs> I don't know. I can't get any. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get any uh, confirmation on that. Somebody how? I mean, I could see what you say. I could also just see it's just a nut at a table. <laughs> or, yeah, or it's about a guy with wicked OCD. There's things I never noticed before. Like, I didn't realize he had a lucky rabbit's foot. Yeah. And, and uh, like a clover. four-leaf clover. And he kisses yeah, like it when he super, leaves. The... Superstitious. I mean, it could be about a guy grappling with OCD. Or it could be about the things I said earlier. Did you There's see? A lot, it's a lot of ways you could go with it. That's what's amazing about it. It's like it's you see. It's a Rosetta Stone. You see what you want to see. What? Did you see that Matheson that wanted to make? I don't know Rosetta Stone. I think no. teaches you a language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's just just, te- yeah. What's a Rosetta? What am I saying? The original Rosetta Stone was like uh, <laughs> what, what am I trying to say? That had some language carved. I don't know what the hell you're talking <laughs> about. Tablarasa? <laughs> is that is that what that? It's, Frank, you were starting a movement. Until the Rosetta yeah, Stone, and then thing. the Rosetta totally... Stone thing. Now you lost all credibility. <laughs> I sound like an idiot now. <laughs> no, you can't even be mad at what I said. What I, whatever my interpretations were, realized they came from a very stupid person who you doesn't understand know... that religions like the Rosetta Stone. It's like the episode of Always Sunny. It's like, wait, Pittsburgh is it Pennsylvania too? <laughs> so am I in Pittsburgh currently? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do I go in and out of Pittsburgh? <laughs> oh. Did you see? Did anyone else see that uh, Matheson wanted Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet to be a sequel to this episode? I saw that. That sounds so awesome. That with as William Shatner and having to be just be the same character, and they, that kind of shows a little bit in Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet. But the only reason they didn't do it is because they couldn't get the woman. To play his wife again they couldn't get her for the the episode for nightmare oh. Twenty Thousand feet and then he was just like ah all right we'll just make a different character then that sounds so awesome yeah though. i didn't realize the thematic link yeah. between them till just now yeah they're both shatner and matheson uh episodes 
See, like that's why, and mm. on the Nightmare on Twenty Thousand Feet, it's a priest, it's uh, a priest. on the wing of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> the plane represents Jesus. <laughs> oh, um, Wait, how many go. how many tens do you have so far, Frank? I think I've, maybe two. I think you have two. Two. I have like two or three. But I, I, I in first season, I was given tens away willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. A little I might bit. Have to go back and reevaluate. Uh, yeah. you were handing out nines. Like I was handing yeah. out. I was throwing nines out nines. Were easy. I was making nines, it rain. Nines. It. I it's think like Oprah with nines. <laughs> Yeah, I think in reality, I may have two or three. I think last week might be a 10. Howling? No. Uh, I had to be older. I had to be older. Oh, the beholder, right, right, the that might be what, a 10. I mean, if we're going to throw a 10. World of Difference? World of Difference is a 10. And maybe, and uh, Perchance to Dream is one of my favorite things ever, too. Mm. Uh, watching this again, which, you know what? Monster Do on Maple Street dropped. Yeah, the 10. I had to. It's not a ten for me anymore. Which is, I, I, I hated. I, I was holding on to that one for like too long. I was like, ah, nah, it's not a ten. I can't say. I'm it's trying a 10. to remember if I gave any tens out for a season. I might have given next stop, stop at Willoughby a ten. Just because I love it so much. Willoughby, 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 Willoughby. It's Willoughby called Willoughby. Willoughby. Willoughby, sir. Willoughby. 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 I, I don't think I gave monsters to do a Maple Street a ten. I think I did at the time, but now I, I regret it. <laughs> I, I blame myself for monsters. You guys came in with full erections, and I yeah. just slapped those things down as hard as I could. You did. It was just very ruined. It was very st- <laughs> stiff hands you gave out. Stiff <laughs> hands. Yeah, I blame myself. I was excited to talk about that one until John started. And I, <laughs> I felt I wanted to crawl onto my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the episode started with. Are we all just going to yell ten? Oh yeah. It did. And John was like, no. no. He did it in slow motion, which was weird. I went like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. He slowly rubbed his hands together. He was like, Ooh. <laughs> Yes, give it all a 10 so I can show you how stupid you are. <laughs> and, he was, and he was right. I didn't want to admit it to myself because it was like, it's like the music you liked. I love early weeks. And I go, it's like, and I've been saying that since my, you know, like a teenager. But now I go back and listen to it. I was like, wow, this is not great. <laughs> <laughs> not as great as I think it is. Now I like jazz. No, I haven't turned into that guy yet. It hasn't happened yet, but there's been I love signs. Jazz. Oh, oh yeah. do you? Oh, yeah. Some smooth jazz. CD 101.9. You got a brand new radio station. CD 101.9. Very cool. Like me. Very cool. No, 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 none of that. Just like YouTube generic jazz. YouTube. Oh, you, 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 mean, do you YouTube that generic jazz on YouTube? What comes that's up? It. Like no, you mean like lo-fi study beats? I kind of like those while I was, you know, studying for my thesis. They have um, study jazz? Is that what they're doing? No, they I'm have kidding. that now? I have no idea. I don't know like lo-fi. I don't know what it means. So I don't <laughs> like it. It's easy. It's easy going. It's like it bothers yeah. me. But I do like minimal arrangements. Coffee shop jazz, you know, little Duke Silver. Duke Silver. I'm not there yet. They're good. Uh, all right. I guess I'll go through this episode. So And now a word from our sponsors. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Don Carter and his his gal, newlywed, played by the Shat, William Shatner. Get a life, will you, <laughs> And his wife, played by Patricia Breslin, on their way to New York. Their car breaks down. How long is this going to take? Well, like I told you, nobody stocks fuel pumps around town. I'll have to send them to Dayton for it. How long will that take? Oh, three, four hours. Better figure on four to play safe. Four hours? Crazy. Let's get some lunch. Lunch? We can homestead. They stop at the roadside diner, the Busy Bee Cafe. They get incredibly expensive iced coffees. Two sandwiches, 80 cents. Iced coffee, a dollar ten. For the time. For the time. I mean, dude, like we were saying before, it's like, you know, everything's like, yeah, how much is that cheeseburger? A nickel. You know, it's just like the coffee's like, what, 15 cents then? It's like iced coffee, dollar thirty. It's like, whoa. <laughs> fuck you mean? It's like it's like Geisel in the Popeye movie. Which is a broccoli? Little, maybe dime. And a spinach? Dime, maybe quarter. Then how come Carrick's is a dollar? Dollar fifty. You buy what I don't feel like selling. It cost you two dollars. Uh-huh. Nickel. It could be a dime. Dime. <laughs> So they sit at a table with a little fortune teller machine that you give a penny to and it tells you your fortune. Well, what have we got here? The mystic seer. The what? Well, let's try it, shall we? Have you got a penny, huh? I think so. What'll we ask it? Uh, I guess those were like around then. Do you have anybody ever seen those in the wild? Cool. No. I've seen the little you know what fucking really annoys me about I don't see them anymore. You ever go to the diners and they have the small jukeboxes on the table? Oh, I miss and those every, so much. But everyone's playing a different song. Yeah. It's just obnoxious. I hate it so much. It's like I want to listen to this song. I don't want to listen to the table next to me playing fucking like a virgin. And then the guy <laughs> next to me is playing with arms wide open. <laughs> Doesn't make no sense what's going on in here. It's like an insane asylum. <laughs> You don't yeah. see those anymore, though. Like no. I used to love those. I used to like, like you know what it is. I liked flipping that. I liked flipping the book. The book yeah. more than I actually liked listening yeah. to things. The book was yeah. fun to flip. Eventually, sometime has figured out that back in my play, day, it would just play yeah. over uh, the the house radio. It would just go in order of who put the song on. Oh, right. play at the table. Yeah, but it could be it, those are like I remember like late nights getting pretty Lobby lubed up. Sloppy steaks. Getting sloppy steaks. Real piece of shit. Slick back hair, white bathing suit, sloppy steaks, white couch. You would have not liked me back then. <laughs> like, like I remember like you would be waiting a long time if you ever even got to your song when that yeah. was the setup. Like with the yeah. golden dove, like when you used to go like nights at the golden yeah. dove. The golden sure dove, could, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a golden right. dove type thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We used to have the Mirage in Brooklyn. There was a bar that was down the block from my friend's house that it got a new jukebox in that was able to, it had an app connect to it, so you didn't have to go up to it. So we had it, and whatever, we would just play songs from my friend's house uh, and just pay like $15 and just put the same song on loop and then put, and then they had like a $5 like priority that you could skip everyone else. So we just did that and just played like Dancing Queen all that. It was like, it was like a death metal bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh we loved it we knew people who were there we'd call them and just see if we can hear it in the background <laughs> it was just over and over and over oh it was the greatest night ever. How, how lonely and sad are you you're not even you're not even at the place you're just home putting music on <laughs> spending money just to torture everyone else <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good so, prank though oh it's that so is funny. pretty good like ferris bueller said if you have the means i highly suggest you do it <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah I, I mean i've seen fortune telling machines like you know the zoltar machines you'll see like you at fairs and shit yeah. like i've never actually seen a diner apparently that was like a thing 
you might say. I've seen this thing at Disney World. The really? Prop, the prop, yeah, is up in the in uh, the queue for uh, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror, is yeah. it? Uh huh. Oh man, I remember. I forget. Maybe it's like Maddie Collector. Somebody put out like a limited edition. Oh yeah, recently. Yeah, and it's really expensive. Wow. Yeah, it was so expensive. I was this close. I was like, I would buy it, but it's like it's like three three or four hundred dollars. I was like, yeah. oh. Damn. <laughs> Because I would love to have that. It's one of the most iconic things from the show for me. This, this show is very on the nose sometimes because what's on top of it? A devil. <laughs> Take, tell yeah. us why that's on the nose, Frank. So, yes. So Don asked the machine. He's like, hey, who's we've we said earlier is a superstitious guy. He's got rabbit's foot. And uh, a four-leaf clover on his keychain, which he kisses every time he moves. He's cracked up. Yeah, I just think he's a nut. I think he just might be a nut. And it's uh, their honeymoon, too, right? Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough hang for the honeymoon to put, put yeah. that side of yourself out there. Yeah. The, the, the wife seemed to be uh, his new bride. Seemed to be a little taken aback by this. Oh, you're completely insane. Let me tell you. <laughs> She nice. laid down the fucking law. Yeah. Right quick. Like this episode's about like when you get married, like this woman says, we are not doing this. And for the time too, you want to talk about things that we've been talking about a lot of things for the time. Most of the time that would have been handled. Well, handle that in a hurry. Right. <laughs> but no, this showed fucking gave him the business. I tell you that old guy she working the, the register. He you could tell he was disgusted. In the background. You could tell he was disgusted. Like, I can't believe he's letting her lip off like that. <laughs> he had the look on his face like that. I can't believe that he lets her go all over like that. Mm-hmm. I'd have to take her up. Oh, she'd get the switch real quick. Yeah, you could tell he did, he was not about that. He's like these go yeah. oh, these these soy boys today <laughs> with the dollar thirty iced coffee. Dollar thirty iced coffees cost me a nickel. I just don't like those fancy boys. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of we get a lot of shit for uh, making fun of the time period. <laughs> yes, but apparently I mean... some people aren't very happy about that aspect of the show. <laughs> It's an homage. It's like, how dare you make fun of this? It is what it is. I grew up in it and it was great. Yeah, it was for you. Yeah. (laughs) Let's take a step back. How was it for the other folks? (laughs) (laughs) On the receiving end of that switch. Yeah. (laughs) Not so great. Not so great, Bob. (laughs) All I know is I'd have a fistful of makeup after that. <laughs> I'd be wiping rouge off my knuckles if she didn't help me that way. Rouge! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Next exit, backhand city. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not <Donna> asked. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but before all that happened, <laughs> Don asked the 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 fortune telling machine, "Will he get a promotion at work?" And it gives, <laughs> and it says, Am I gonna be promoted for Pete's sake? Hey, look. What? It has been decided in your favor. Ah. Oh God. <laughs> 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 and your 
hilariously writes back, you better fix your face, I'll fix it for you. <laughs> you gonna handle that, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> The wife was Don's going to the bathroom. Got to handle business sometime, Dom. <laughs> Can't let that happen. Can't let that happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying. Can't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so yes, we'll get through this. I swear. Don, it's just a napkin holder. <laughs> So, yes, so he takes this vague answer. He immediately gets very quickly, like, wrapped up that this thing is, like, this one, this thing is telling the truth. Like, just because, oh, because he calls up, he says he has got a promotion. Yeah. yeah. Right. A little too fast. Very fast. That was it. Like, that's all the confirmation he needed. He's like, whoop, there it is. I got, I got a <laughs> magic box. <laughs> is it really going to be four hours before we get out of here? You may never know. What does that mean? Who knows? He does. And then through asking questions, he interprets the answers that he should not leave the diner before 3 p.m. He's pretend like he's afraid of his wife. Don's like really fucked up because he like he's pretending to eat still when it's like a little bit. It's like, oh, you sure you don't want another mm. drink? Don, let's go. Well, I haven't finished my sandwich yet. Don't you want some ice cream? That's and she's delicious. just like, come on, let's fucking go. So they go outside before three o'clock. And What's wrong with this woman? <laughs> people talking. <laughs> so he, he, goes, he goes, and because they decide to run across, they try to run past the truck. They almost get fucking flattened on the street. Yeah. But then he <laughs> sees that it's just three o'clock. He's like, that's what it was trying to warn us against. Not that we're idiots. So she's shaking. The wife is shaking up and crying to which the man in the is like, oh, he finally handled business. I see. He's like, no, she's like shaking up from almost getting hit by the car. And he's the man, the man behind the counter was driving the bus. <laughs> I got to say, the man, we got, there's a soldier down. There's a soldier down. I'll handle this for you, Don. Just sit back. Sit on back. They get Sip quite your... humble when they're legless. <laughs> Needs to be humbled, Don. So they go back to the diner and he keeps asking him questions and he's convinced that he cannot leave town to this thing tells it says it's okay. Well, we reach New York all right now. Your chances are good. Uh finally, Pat has had it. You stay here instead of leave. It made you afraid to walk down the street. And now it's telling you where you're going to live. Wait, it's as if Every superstitious feeling you ever had is wrapped up in that one machine. It doesn't matter whether it can foretell the future. What matters is whether you believe more in, in luck and in fortune than you do in yourself. You can decide your own life. You have a mind, a wonderful mind. Don't destroy trying to justify that cheap penny fortune machine. I'm not dealing with this shit. You better fucking get your head on straight. Only power it has is what you're giving it. We'll drive out of this town and go where we want to go, anytime we please. Don, I love you. They drive off to brighter futures. And as they're leaving, there's a, a haggard looking couple walks in and goes to the booth. And they're like, do you think we might leave Ridgeview today? So there's trapped there. 
Brother nuts. Two more nuts. But then Sterling says, Counterbalance in the little town of Ridgeview, Ohio. Two people permanently enslaved by the tyranny of fear and superstition. Facing the future with a kind of helpless dread. Two others facing the future with confidence. Having escaped one of the darker places of the Twilight Zone. Open for interpretation. It could be about a Bakuk. could be about uh, just general treatise on superstition. could be about other things. I don't want to piss anybody off. Other yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't get the religion thing, but now you say it, it's there. It, I it, mean, like, I, I can't. Like, how could you? It, it actually just, makes the ending better. Yeah, if you think about it like that, it's kind of subversive for the time, man. Like, this show was very punk rock when it came down to stuff like that. So they did another thing last season where they just had a, a full black cast. They were trying to push buttons, man. And so, like, this one with Sterling just comes out. You know, it kind of sucks. Religion, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But as Matheson, and again, just so so Matheson. And doesn't this feel like we've been talking a lot about King lately? Doesn't this feel like a King story? Yes. This is a proto King story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it was set in Boulder, it would be a fucking King story. That's the only thing separating it: Boulder or, or or somewhere in Maine. I love this episode. I think it's for what it is. It's I think it's a lot of episodes have a tendency to drag. It was one of those where it was like it felt like it was over before I knew. It. It's like oh, it's resolved already. Wow, that moved yeah. so quickly. It's, it's just an efficient story and it's simple and it's interesting. It's like was it supernatural? Or was it not? It's just like there's you could have there's a lot of fun to be had like pulling it apart. I agree. I think it was religion. Okay. No, I mean Sterling, that's up to you. Sterling has to be an atheist, right? You I know? think so. Yeah. Remember, this was Matheson. I know, but I think Sterling, like just yeah. in addition, he was probably a big proponent of this this type of storytelling. Yeah, he heard the stories like go on. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like the thing is, like you're writing you're writing a script for a show. You're gonna write it tailored to like that guy to guy the showrunner Sterling's yeah. taste. Yeah, yeah I mean, it kind of does a, leave. Uh, like an ambiguous ending though because it is kind of ambiguous you know the whole thing is like with them being superstition and the the whole tale is not to let yourself be ruled by the superstition but there was a point where the superstition was right and it's like oh and maybe believing that helped him out so it's kind of you know leans in both ways depending on which way you want to look at it again it's a rosetta stone it's a rosetta stone (laughs) what am i trying to say could somebody please help me? No idea. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to know what you're trying to say in the same way. I don't want to know what this episode's actually about. <laughs> right. I just want to live in ambiguity. Yeah. Whether it's Frank or the episode, I like not knowing. Whether it's it, more it's, fun. It's something. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's a thing you look at and you see what you like. It lets you, it's something that some may, might be a stone or some kind of other mineral where it's, it might be, might be something else. That you look at you when you gaze into it, you see what you want to see. Like anybody, and everybody could see what they want to see in it. Like it's open. It's open. Like some people said, some people walked away from that, and it's valid. That it's like, oh, evil, evil fortune teller machine, and that's a valid experience if that's what you want to take away from it. What's great about how ambiguous it is is that you could apply what you want to it. Yeah, it wouldn't be interesting to talk about if we knew what it was about. Yeah. Oh, if if, if the reveal is that the thing actually is evil. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that okay. So you don't have to talk about anything now. I guess. It was evil, but the whole episode is essentially ambiguous. That's and that's a tough script to write, too, because from the jump, you got to make every card's answer intriguing to keep it going. Just like it's an, it, it's enough where you're kind of along with him for a little bit. That is very close to what he's saying. Yeah. If it was, what's the character's name? What is Shatner's name? Don? Don? Don. Yeah. So if it, if it was like, 
if it said something along the lines of what you were saying before, then it's like, oh, we know we know what's happening here. But the fact that it's just goofy, you know, it's like the, the, the eight balls, you know, those you shake mm-hmm. them up. But it's like that shit. It's like horoscopes, all that stuff. It's all ambiguous, but some people love it. A lot of women love horoscopes. That's why they I'm backpedaling on the horoscope thing myself because it's like oh, I have a, I'm married. Uh, Frank, I don't want to have trouble. Oh, they all they all like. It. I got wrapped <laughs> up in the heart my horoscope for a little bit where okay, I was like thinking it actually meant something. Me too. I mean, but it doesn't. I'm very much a Leo sometimes. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a Scorpio, apparently. What is a Scorpio? Ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Like uh, some of pretty hard headed, stubborn. Scorpio win. Dude, that like, you know. You're not that? I guess I'm not. I don't know. What do you think? I get a lot of shit for being a Scorpio. You're a Scorpio? Oh, me too. Yeah. But, you yeah, but I get not. shit for it. Like I get shit for it too. Like, oh, it's a typical Scorpio. Behavior. Right. I get that. Like, and it always fucking aggravates me. Like, I'm like, what? I'm oh, a Gemini. Your, People uh, just think you Gemini's a piece of shit. It's like a two face fuck. Got two faces <laughs> on you, fuck. <laughs> you fucking dick. It's like, like what? what are so we today, which on? one am I going to get, Chris? <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you talking about? You psychopath. I will tell you a weird thing. All my girlfriends, all my like serious girlfriends have been Tauruses. No <laughs> weird. weird dude. What does that mean? I don't know. That Maybe nothing. <laughs> Most likely nothing. It means something. Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I'm. Tr- I'm. I'm gonna. It's gonna. We're gonna. True we're gonna end mirror. this, and I'm gonna know. I'm gonna remember what the thing I was trying to say was. It's I've like said, you nailed it, Frank. As far as I'm concerned, Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> I mean, that's close. It's close. That's not it. <laughs> we're getting there. Was this Shatner's breakout? Was this his first? This was mm. six six years before uh, Star Trek. He'd been around. Wait, he, hold, like, on, he, hold on, hold on, That was William Shatner. <laughs> Wait, let's start again. What Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? In That's Nick William of Time. That's William Shatner. The lead? What? <laughs> no. Oh, Look it up. Just got Look at that face, Judd. Look at that face. Look at him. No, he, he's I an mean, angelic he's... young boy at this time. He's probably yeah. he's actually probably like in his early 30s. He's like he's 90 now. Let's see. No fucking oh, way. Yeah. yeah. Look at him. <laughs> How did you not know that Shatner? Shatner I don't like people. Look how you know, they, don't, they don't look like this anymore. No, well he's, oh, he's 193. He's, he's, he's 147 a, years old. Yeah, he does. Oh, he has God. this. You can see the Shatnerisms coming out though when Don talks. You son of a bitch! He's a, yeah. <laughs> if talks like this. He's stilted. Oh man, what does it mean? <clears throat> That's funny. I was. I was. You say sabotage. I say sabotage. I was thinking, I was like, wow, great performance. Listen, Shatner gets a lot of shit for being a parody of Shatner, but he, he's a decent actor when he wants to be. It's, oh, it's when a- he became Kirk and he became just a parody of himself is when he was just like, oh, it doesn't matter what I do. Now I'm just going to, you know, he just hams it up. Did anybody watch Boston Legal? No. That was the show he won an Emmy for, like pretty late in the game. And he's excellent. In it. It's an he's excellent in the show. Didn't last too long. If they didn't last, it's three seasons. I actually watched it because everybody's like Shatner is a revelation in this. Like, dude, he's really he's really good. I think. Yeah, he he's one of, he's like a lighter version of Nick Cage that if he's not monitored, he will go off the rails a little bit. Like somebody needs to tell him no sometimes. Like you can't do that. <laughs> Damn, he was going. <laughs> just getting started. He's here, fucking huh? studly then, too. Oh yeah! Oh, handsome the boot. Well, he'd been around for a while. Like he was a he was the lead in that movie. I think I talked about in the first season that uh, Charles Beaumont had written uh, called The Intruder. Uh, that he plays like a like a, a racist, like a trying to a desegregationist. Hmm. 
or a segregationist. He's a segregationist. Say, so not a race. No, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what's the no? He's a, no, he's a Rosetta Stone. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting it for that. Speaking of fucking Nicholas oh. Cage, oh sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. You see this new movie that he's got coming out? It looks yeah. interesting. The uh, dream scenario. Mm-hmm. It oh, looks yeah. like it looks like a Twilight Zone episode. It's one of those. It looks so interesting that I'm afraid. Yeah, because it those things kind of go off the rails sometimes when you're yeah. doing when you're trying to go surreal <clears throat> and trying to be weird. But he's like, just like mm-hmm. a regular guy. Everyone just starts seeing him in their dreams. I think everyone has the same dream. He's in. Yeah, it, right? everyone like, starts having the same kind of dream, and he's in their dreams, and then the dreams start taking like. A nightmare turn, and now everyone just hates him in life because they're, this is the boogeyman from their dreams. Who wrote this? Is it someone? Uh, Christopher Borgley. Borgley. Mm. He wrote Old Borgs. Old Miss. The old <laughs> old uh, man. He not all shorts before. A lot of shorts. Nothing I've heard of. You got no mm. pants. Mostly shorts. No pants. This is his first pants. First pair of pants is this. Christopher Borgley. I'm nervous because it's Norway. I'm looking through all his shit. I've not heard of a single thing. They're all shorts. They're all shorts. Or or I I'm not up with the no like I'm not up on Norwegian filmmaking as much as I should be. That's true. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you should add. And now Mr. Serling. Hey folks, Frank here. This is the part of the show where I play the next on Twilight Zone clip that usually ends the show. Uh, but when I sat down to edit the show this week, uh, it wasn't there. They didn't have it on this episode. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be a thing going forward or this was just a weird blip. <sighs> oh, next week's episode is uh, The Lateness of the Hour. Uh, the first episode of the show shot on video. I liked it. Uh, the other people I don't think did as much so yeah uh, hope to see you then thank you for listening and litmus test a litmus test that's what i was trying to say the episode was a litmus test where the hell did i get a rosetta stone from oh my god call me now for your free tarot readings